Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com, and we are continuing on in a series at the podcast on the spiritual disciplines. And Donald Whitney describes the spiritual disciplines as those personal and corporate disciplines that promote spiritual growth. They are the habits of devotion and experiential Christianity that have been practiced by the people of God since biblical times. The spiritual disciplines are the God-given means we are to use in the spirit-filled pursuit of godliness, end quote there. So the last episode, we talked about getting into the habit of a daily Bible reading plan. And today we're going to talk about meditating on God's word and continue and end the podcast in talking about scripture memorization. And also to make these episodes easier to find on the blog, I've added a tab under my Christian Living Menu tab. So if you hover over it, a little um, box will come down and it'll say Spiritual Discipline Series, and all the episodes will come up if you click there. So if you're a podcast listener, though, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and then you'll have access to them as soon as they're available. So my pattern for most of these episodes will be to define the discipline, talk about its benefits, and then we'll share and discuss some practical ways that we can implement it in our time with the Lord. So again, we're going to tackle two disciplines today. First, we're going to talk about meditation and then scripture memory. And I'm going to have a ton of um, references and re- or resources, I should say, for you. And I will put those in the show notes. So utilize those show notes, ladies. That way you don't have to write everything down. I'm usually fairly complete. And always, I remind you, if I have spoke of something on the podcast and I didn't put it in the show notes, it's because I forgot or I missed it. So if you can't find something, please never hesitate to shoot me a note and ask me, hey, Marcy, where's that resource you mentioned you were going to share? So, all right. So here we go. We're going to dig into meditation on God's word first. So we all want to grow in our walk as Christians. I know we talked about how often we can just read God's word and close the book and forget what we've read. We can blame our memories or our intelligence or our age, but the reality is it has more to do with our method than our abilities. And I love these verses in 1 Corinthians. These are such a great reminder. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 31 says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. So God desires us all to grow in his grace and knowledge of his word. So we are all capable and we are all equipped as believers by the work of the Spirit of God in us. 
We talked in our last episode on Bible reading that we need to read the word and we need to hear the word preached, but just doing those two things doesn't always guarantee that we're going to remember or be able to apply what we read. So then we briefly touched a little bit on meditating on the word because this is where growth starts to come about. And Donald Whitney described it as, while hearing and reading plant the seed of scripture into the soil of our souls, other disciplines are the water and sun that God uses to bring the growth and fruit of Christ-likeness in our lives. End quote there. So when we talk about meditation, and I shared a little bit about this last episode, don't get in the image of your mind some like a yoga class or some other kind of new age practice, because what the world describes as meditation is not at all what Christian meditation is. Again, just simply reminding yourself, we are not empty in our minds, but in Christian meditation, we are filling our mind with God and his truth. We're filling our mind with truths from God's word, basically. We are, as it states, I think in Philippians 4, 8 here, we're going to think on things that are true. Donald Whitney gives us a good definition. He says, let's define meditation as deep thinking on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in scripture or upon life from a scriptural perspective for the purposes of understanding application, and prayer. So ladies, as we meditate on scripture, it's going to help us to think rightly about God, his ways, his world, and rightly about ourselves. Joshua 1.8 tells us, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And the Lord is not talking about success like I think um, comes to mind the false teaching of the prosperity gospel, uh, what those preachers would preach. That's not what it's talking about here, but it's talking about success in the eyes of the Lord and not in the world's eyes. We're talking about success in the way of eternal riches, treasures in heaven that moth and rust will not destroy. When we saturate our minds with God's word and think deeply, we're going to prosper and we will be granted true success, which is Christ-likeness. The more we meditate, the more we're able to, as the verse says, to do everything written in it. And as we do this moment by moment, day by day, year by year, we will continue to become more like Jesus. Thomas Watson says, the reason we come away so cold from reading the word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fire of meditation. So how can we ladies linger a bit near the fire of God's word? What does that look like? Thomas Brooks said, they usually thrive best who meditate most. So we all desire to be like that tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season described in Psalm 1. Its leaf does not wither and in all that he does he prospers. Earlier in that psalm, it reminds us that blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So what do we delight in? Do we delight in God's word? Do we meditate on it day and night so we too are like that tree yielding much fruit? We have so many distractions today. We don't get or take the time to just sit quietly and ponder deeply things of the Lord. I am so guilty here. There are days that I just get through my Bible reading to chuck off the box, close the book, 
and it doesn't have much impact on my day. I don't like those days. It's good to read the word. So let me be clear. Don't stop reading the word just because you may not get time to think deeply on it a particular day. But the hope is that this is a rarity rather than a regular habit in our lives. Sometimes I think the saints of old were a bit better at focusing than we are today. They didn't have all the distractions we have and we can't go, but they had their own struggles and difficulties as I say that, but we can't go back in time, but we can still learn much from these saints. And the reality is clear in God's word is that we will be more godly if we meditate biblically on God's word. James one twenty five tells us, but the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We forget what we've read and heard because we don't look intently at it or plainly stating we don't meditate on it. And as we meditate, we become a doer, as it states in that verse, blessed in his doing. So just like we talked about in the first episode on the introduction to the disciplines and the episode on Bible reading, the goal of spiritual, the spiritual disciplines is Christ-likeness. So our purpose in meditating on the Word of God is to grow in godliness. And I'm going to pound our ears with this again. To be clear, again, we do not gain God's favor by practicing the spiritual disciplines. In Christ, we have God's favor through Jesus. Those of us who have repented and put our faith and trust in Christ alone for salvation. There are many unconverted people in the world who read and study God's word and they remain unchanged by it because they've never been born again. They're not God's children. Until we've had our eyes open to the reality that we are sinners against a holy God and come to Jesus as helpless sinners, there's no hope for us to see any change in our intake of the word. But now as God's children, I think they're John 1, 12, that verse, those who are known by him, we can by grace be changed by our obedience to God's word. As we meditate on the word, we are now equipped to become doers of the word. So how do we meditate on the scriptures? I mean, what does this look like? How much time does it take? You know, do I need a seminary degree? (laughs) I want to share a few examples. And please listen into the podcast and Bible reading if you haven't gotten a chance to, as I shared a few um, ways to meditate on scripture in it. But I'm going to share a few more here and give you some good links in the show notes to get you started. And one link in particular that I'm sharing that I want you to look for in those show notes is a PDF from Donald Whitney. And it's... um, it's called something like 17 Ways to Meditate on Scripture, but it's one that it's, it's already put together for you to print out and you can keep it handy in your Bible. So I, as I start here, I want to share my personal simple method of meditation. I don't have a seminary degree. Um, I don't even have a college degree, so I'm going to share my simple way of meditating on Scripture here. So after I've done my daily Bible reading, I'll usually choose a verse or section and really just go through it and ask myself the who, what, why, when, how questions, and not necessarily all of them, but a couple depending on the text. Things like, who's God talking about in this passage? What is he calling them to do? How are they to live? Why, why is the Apostle Paul writing to them? I'll discern what is the main message in that verse or verses that I'm looking at in the context of what I've just read? This is why it's so good to read whole books together in context to go down the line. But um, And then from there, I also like to try to see what character qualities of God this verse talks about. So what attributes can I see of the Lord? Is it telling me about God's sovereignty or his faithfulness, his love, his mercy? 
after I've taken some notes, and I may just put them in bullet form, then I'll usually write out a prayer from my time in reading the word, and then, and really um, from meditating on it. That's where my prayer will come out of. And then sometimes I'll see if there's a passage that I'd like to memorize from this text, and I'll add it to my Bible memory app, which used to be called Scripture Typer, but now it's called the Bible memory app. So I may add it to that and then work on it in my normal um, Scripture memory schedule. Um, I do use a journal to put my notes in, and I have two that are formatted ones that I've used that I like, but I also just have a blank journal that I usually end up using more often, honestly. I'll share some journals that have some questions and um, kind of prompts to help you walk through biblical meditation in the show notes too that may be helpful to some of you. And sometimes I appreciate those days to just have that format. So that's really my simple, straightforward method, and it can take me anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes, or maybe more, depending on how much time I have and how many verses I'm kind of going through. So quick recap of that. You read, ask some questions about what you've just read. Um, For me personally, if no one's home, sometimes I like to do it out loud because it helps me. Otherwise, I just do it in my head because it looks a little weird to people in the house with you. Um, I might ask, what is the main theme of the verses in the proper context? Always thinking that, asking myself, what attributes of God do I see? I'll pray through the verse, and this is where I ask myself, in light of who God is, how does this change the way I live? And then I'll possibly choose a scripture to memorize. So the point in me sharing this really that I want us to grasp is there really isn't a particular way you have to do this. It's just training your mind to focus your thoughts on what you've just read. If you want some variety, the handout that I'm linking to from Donald Whitney, again, it has 17 methods on it. It's going to give you some options. You may find one that you really like and just stick with it, or you may be able to try out a few different ones and maybe rotate them. Maybe you pick one or two for those busy days when you don't have a lot of time, and then maybe you pick some for times when you have time to sit and linger at that fire a little longer. All right, so my tip so far is um, take some time to pray before you read God's word. Pray as it says in Psalm 119.18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And then after you've read God's word, choose a portion, um, choose a scripture or portion of scripture that you want to think deeply on. And if you have time for nothing else, say to yourself, as Donald Whitney states, I love this. This is a great thing to say. I will not close my Bible until I know at least one thing the Lord wants me to do with this verse. He says that if you do that, you're going to find yourself meditating on the word. So grab that sheet of paper um, or journal or whatever you're going to grab. Try my method or one of those um, three methods from our Bible reading episode um, a couple weeks ago or Donna Whitney sheet, whatever it is. But I want to challenge you ladies to at least try to meditate on God's word for three to four days within the next week. Try it. Um, The hope is that you're reading the word daily and now you're adding in meditating on the word with the hopes that it will become almost a daily thing. Um, And just really quick, if nothing else, at least ask yourself on those days when you don't have time that that question that you're not going to close that book without knowing one thing the Lord wants you to do with those verses you've just read. All right, so to get meditation time in, 
Maybe you need to read a little less so you can get more meditation time in. I'm just trying to help here, ladies, so I'm just throwing an idea out. You can work with this however you want or think through with your schedule, but here's my example I'm going to throw to you again because I want us to desire to get as much time as we can, but an example here. If you have only 10 minutes in the Word, maybe you read your Bible for five, you meditate for three, and you pray for two minutes. And the hope is that you're going to continue to desire more and more time with the Lord so that this daily time is going to increase. There's going to be off days and moments and challenging seasons, but these shouldn't be the norm. The norm should be daily time in the Word. And schedule it because it won't just happen. You need to make it happen. There's nothing unspiritual about having time with the Lord written in your daily planner. That's okay. All right. Jonathan Edwards said, I seemed often to see so much light exhibited by every sentence and such a refreshing food communicated that I could not get along in reading, often dwelling long on one sentence to see the wonders contained in it, and yet almost every sentence seemed to be full of wonders. So ladies, God's word truly is to be delighted in, and it's full of wonders. And I pray that we would have lives that are fruitful and joyful because we've taken the time to sit at his feet and learn from him, that we won't rush through it, but take our time in an unhurried manner, knowing that the fruit of our time will be becoming more like Jesus. May we not be as William Bridge states. He says, a man may think on God every day and meditate on God no day. May we be those that meditate on the truths of God's word. All right. We all know that we need to hide God's word in our hearts so that we might not sin against him. I'm thinking Psalm 119, 11 here. But do we ever get to actually doing this, right? We know there's many benefits to having the word of God in our hearts, to speak truth to our own hearts, to battle against sin, to speak truth to others, and our witnessing to others. But a reason I want to remind us to think of first is that it's the very words of God. So when we memorize scripture that are shaping our minds and hearts when they're in our memory bank, we're able to think God's thoughts throughout the day, We're going to be transforming our mind with the truths of God's word. It's going to help us to discern the will of God. So memorization of scripture and meditation seem to work together in the spiritual disciplines. And the hope is that we are meditating on the verses we are memorizing. So we understand the meaning and context of the verse so we can apply them properly. Dave Mathis says, the mingling of meditation with memorization helps us to obey the command of Colossians 3.2 to set your minds on things above. So who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? God's mind is infinitely beyond ours. We cannot fully know the mind of God. And that's kind of pulled from 1 Corinthians 2.16. And at the end of that verse, it says, but we have the mind of Christ. So after that verse tells us who has the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, it says, but we have the mind of Christ. Dave Mathis shares on this verse, which says we have the mind of Christ. He says, as we not only read and study the scriptures, but understand them and then meditate on and memorize them, we increasingly 
have the mind of Christ as we are conformed to his image. We cannot know the mind of God exhaustively, but we can make real progress in degrees and few ways, if any, imprint the mind of God on our minds like memorization with meditation of what he has so plainly said in the scriptures. End quote there. So the illustration of Jesus in the wilderness is a powerful reminder to me that every time Satan threw a temptation at Jesus, he came back at it with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. So as we memorize scripture, it's going to be available to us in our arsenal too. It's one of those weapons we're going to have to pull out, right? In the face of temptation or whatever the need may be at that moment, and the Holy Spirit at work within us will bring it to our memory when it's needed. The Word of God is a weapon. We do not want to be without it in the spiritual battles we deal with. We want to keep that sword of the Spirit handy. I'm thinking Ephesians 6.17 here. And we are ready to do battle when our minds and emotions start to draw us away from the truth of Scripture. That's the time to grab the sword of the Spirit from our arsenal. Donald Whitney, in his chapter on memorizing God's Word, he shares some other benefits, and I'm going to um, kind of pick through them and elaborate on them some. One of the things he says that it strengthens our faith is it repeatedly reinforces truth we need to hear again and again. It helps to prepare us in our witnessing and counseling. Um, I know for me personally, I don't want to just give people my opinion only on a situation, but I want to direct them to what God's word says. And I'm reminded in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes from hearing the word of God preached. So as we witness to lost friends and family members or strangers, the word of God, it's not to be used in a prideful or arrogant way, but in a way that speaks truth and love. And that can be used powerfully by the Lord in the lives of others. Hebrews 4.12 reminds us, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It also provides a means of God's guidance. I mean, have you ever wondered how to handle a particular situation? And the Spirit brings to mind a verse that is a fruit of our scripture memory. For me, Ephesians 4.29 comes to mind a lot. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Sadly, sometimes the verse comes to my mind after I've already spoke, but (laughs) thankfully there's many times it comes to my mind before I spoke. So that's a pretty clear verse on what to do in many situations that we're going to encounter within our homes and outside our homes. Memorization of scripture brings about meditation. So when we have God's word in our heart memorized, we can meditate on it wherever we are. We don't need a Bible in hand to do it. It's a deposit in our spiritual bank account. I love that thought. And one last quote that I want to share from Donald Whitney here before we get some practical tips going on memorizing scripture. He says, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. But if there is no Bible physically accessible to you, then the weapon of the word must be present in the armory of your mind in order for the spirit to wield it. Imagine yourself in the midst of a decision and needing guidance or struggling with a difficult temptation and needing victory. The Holy Spirit enters your mental arsenal and looks around for available weapons. But all he finds is a John 3.16, a Genesis 1.1, and a Great Commission. Those are great swords, but they're not made for every battle. How do we go about filling our personal spiritual arsenal with a supply of swords for the Holy Spirit to use? End quote. Okay, so how do we do this, right? 
No doubters allowed here because we are all equipped by the Holy Spirit to do this if we're in Christ. You don't have a bad memory. You just need motivation and discipline. Think of all those song lyrics from the 80s you remember, (laughs) those phone numbers and addresses from your childhood, right? You can do this. You've got this. We need to discipline ourselves to do this and pray. Ask the Lord to help us because he will. This is a good thing. He desires us to know his word. Okay, quick recap here. I'm just trying to keep it together. Let's look at what a possible morning might look like in the Word with these couple podcast episodes we've gone through so far on the spiritual disciplines, because I don't want to overwhelm you. I want you to see that this is really simple, all right? So we make sure that before we go to bed, we have our materials we need for our morning time with the Lord laid out and ready for us. I'll talk a little faster here. We wake up maybe a bit earlier than usual, or we make sure we have a planned time on our daily calendar to meet with the Lord. What you know, Maybe it's going to be mid-morning. We pray before we open the scriptures for the Lord to open our heart and mind to his truths. We read through our passages for the day, and we choose a passage to meditate on for a few minutes that morning. Maybe from this passage, we determine there's a verse we would like to memorize, or several, or a whole chapter, or a whole book. Where do we begin? So we're going to start here by working through some scripture memory plans out there. And again, whenever I link to a resource, I'm going to have it in the show notes at the blog, so don't feel you have to write this down. So where do we begin? I'm going to share some of my personal exposure here um, of scripture memory and kind of where I am today. So my first exposure to scripture memory as a young believer was through the Navigators. It was a program put together, so you memorized a verse a week. It was called the, um, many of you have already heard of this, the Topical Memory System. It's still around. You can still purchase a physical copy from them, or now they also have an iOS app. I don't think they have an app for Android. Um, Again, I'll link to these. It was in this easy-to-use system. It was developed by the Navigators to help believers memorize key verses that point to basic truths and important instruction. So if you want to memorize scripture but aren't sure where to memorize or how, this system is a perfect launching point to begin hiding God's word in your heart. And for me, after my Navigators experience, I moved next to John MacArthur's scripture memory system. He gave commentary on the verses to memorize, and it was on a CD. And I think, I don't know that it's available any other way but on a CD still. So when I bought it back in the day, I could listen and learn in the car while running errands or my kids' places or whatever we were doing. It's still out there. It really has some good key verses. I think it's in the New King James Version, and it's got great um, longer sections of scripture to memorize in it too. There's also... Um, some great music artists out there that put scripture verses to music. And this is a really good way to memorize, even as a whole family, as you're out running errands in the car or cooking dinner together. Uh, Favorite in our family has been Seeds Family Worship. Uh, There's many others out there because everybody has different musical tastes. So you'd have to kind of maybe listen to some samples and see uh, what you kind of are drawn to there. Uh, another thought, if you don't know where to begin, is if there's an area you're struggling in to memorize verses on that particular topic. So whether it's humility or kindness or gentleness or love, whatever that may be, uh, another great way to do this is to memorize whole sections of scripture. I really like this the best. Things like the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, Psalm 1, Psalm 23, uh, the armor of God there in Ephesians 6, 1 Corinthians 13. These are really great places to start. Um, and again, I'll, I'll link to some options there in the show notes too. Uh, Dave Mathis in his book, um, 
he incur his book, um, blank, blank, and then a name, sorry, Habits of Grace, sorry. He encourages us to memorize gospel verses in the midst or alongside our other scripture memorization. He encourages us to have verses in our arsenal that remind us of the truth of the gospel that Jesus saves sinners. I'll share his starter list of verses he gave in the book, but I encourage you to keep an eye out for your own gospel verses to memorize as you read the word. He reminds us that gospel verses are invaluable in both evangelism and discipleship, and they're good for our own hearts. I think here Romans 8.1 is a favorite of mine, and my favorite preacher, <clears throat> my husband, gave a most excellent sermon on this verse that I like to listen to to remind myself, so I'll link to that in the show notes, but the verse Romans 8.1, that beautiful reminder, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So along with these one verse passages that Mr. That's kind of a tongue twister. <laughs> Maybe I should say Dave Mathis shares in his book, Habits of Grace. He encourages us to take in some gospel passages. So short sections that get to the heart of the gospel and have a bit more to meditate, to chew on and take in. I love his reminder. He said to soak in them and soak them in. So a, an example here would be like 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. I de- delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So just two verses there, but there's some that are a little longer. But those are some great verses to memorize and to continue to be able to preach the gospel to yourself. Another aspect here is work on memorizing a whole book of the Bible. It's fully possible. I've not done it. I'm just stating that. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm sure many of you out there listening have done this. I've memorized chapters. I've come close <laughs> to um, Colossians is one book I've come close to, but I've not gone through a whole book yet. I've been working on First Peter for quite a while now, and this podcast episode, as I put it together, has been helping me to get back in the daily discipline of working through it again. I'm going to link to some articles that may be a good place for you to get started in memorizing a whole book if you want to do this. And um, another thing is if your church memorizes scripture together, take part in it. There's no better way to work through scripture memory together each week as a group. This is where most of my larger chunks of scripture memory came from. There's some accountability in it and a lot of encouragement. Our church family we were in many years ago memorized whole psalms and larger sections of scripture together bit by bit each week. I loved it. You know, we had up on the PowerPoint those sections and we would just work through it together. I love the time we took to do this. These passages are ones that I still regularly review, so they're still in my memory bank. Okay, so let's get practical here. I shared some systems and thoughts on what to memorize, but how do we make it happen? All right, again... It requires discipline and a plan because it's not going to happen if we don't have a plan for it. There's obviously the very simple way of just writing it on note cards or in a journal. Write out your verses and review them on a regular basis. There are great systems out there on how often to review verses this way as you continue to build your library. And I'm going to link to some again in the show notes. Make time to daily review them during your Bible reading time and throughout the day. Keep verses handy wherever you find them to be a handy spot for you. I know for me, it's things like by the kitchen sink or in the laundry room. It makes good use of that folding clothes time. On your bathroom mirror is another great place. Keep cards in your purse for when you're waiting in line. 
another key thought here that I constantly need reminded of myself is just that to meditate on the word of God any moment of the day. We all have verses in our memory banks. They're there. Recite them to yourself throughout the day. Pray them to the Lord. Work through them as you're going to sleep. This is my favorite time to review them. What a great way to fall asleep with the word of God on your mind. It's okay to speak them out loud. I know sometimes I'm hesitant when there's people in the house to speak it out loud, but if you have a moment and you're alone and you're doing something, just speak them out loud. That helps me to... the. Maybe it's the way I learned just to hear it. Use these verses to continue to train your mind to meditate on the word. So those ones that are already there, start there and use those to start training your mind. All right. Work through the meaning and the application of it as you're doing this. This is going to make it stick in your memory bank long term. And you're going to know when to pull that one out of your arsenal at the right time. The spirit will work through that. Uh, find a partner if you need to, to rever, uh, review verses with you. That's a great way to do it. Review is important because if we don't review it, we're going to lose it. But once we have it memorized, we can cut back on it to once a week and then over time monthly, then maybe three months, every six months, maybe yearly. I want to say they recommend no more than six months, but I'm not sure on that. So we always want to bring it back. Donald Whitney says that we're going to find ourselves spending about 80% of our scripture memory in a review. So I do keep verses that I'm currently working on on index cards at times, but for the most part, I've gone pretty techy on this one. And I want to share my method with you for all you app-loving people out there. There are other apps, um, but honestly, I'm not familiar with them. So do your research if you want to go this route. I know Fighter Verses was won by Desiring God. Um, and I've tried that in the past, but I still came back to my my little favorite app here. This is the one that I've used for many, many years, and I love it. Plus, it's already got my bank of scripture, so the thought of switching, sort of like once you start online banking, the thought of switching everything, it's just easier to stick with it. So the app I use is called Bible Memory. It used to be called Scripture Typer, if you've heard of that in the past. But it has all my verses. It sets up a schedule for me on how often to review them. It brings my older verses back up for review after a certain period of time. And you can adjust all that on the settings too. You enter the verses. You just kind of put the um, in the book and the chapter and the verse number. And then it comes up in the, um, in the Bible translation that you want to memorize in. And I love that about it. There's, there's, um, there's also some pre-put in verses in it to work with if you're not sure where to start. Uh, you can memorize with others in a group you set up on it, or you can join those groups in script or in the Bible memory app to join. This is handy if you're wanting to memorize a whole book of the Bible. It's great to find a group to do that with. And if I can figure this out, I'll try to share my group um, that I have set up for First Peter in the show notes. If you don't see it, I didn't figure out how to do it. So I'm going to try really hard to do that. After my time in the Word, in reading and meditating, I open up the app and work through the memory verses for that day. And I love it. My schedule is just there to work on. I can do the few verses that come up. Some days I have no verses that come up because I, they're spread out. But I can also go back and work on, um, you know, First Peter if I want to spend a little more time in that. So even though it didn't come up for my daily review, I can just manually choose to review some verses that I'd like to work through. I may find myself adding in a new verse to work on, and that may also be a verse that I might write on an index card to keep by my kitchen sink or in my purse. I love that it does the sorting and organizing for me, plus it syncs with my phone, 
and my tablet so I can have it with me wherever I am. Usually I utilize it on my tablet in my um, time in the morning. Um, but now that I've taken social media apps off my phone, except for Instagram, that's a challenging one. I need to figure that out, how to just do that on the computer. Um, I find myself utilizing the app more when I pick up my phone. And I'll tell you, it's amazing how that habit of picking up your phone becomes a habit. I need to go back and listen to my one on, um, dealing with our, our phones. Hmm? That's a, that's a area that I'm working through again. So my Facebook scrolling has now been replaced with scripture memory, and that's a win for me. So for my memorizing first Peter, because it's longer, I still take it one verse at a time, and then I work on putting sections together and memorizing them, and then I'll work through a whole chapter at a time. I'll put those sections together and do the whole chapter this is what I do. I don't know if it's what is highly recommended by other people out there who memorize whole books, but it works for me. So an example of how I just memorized 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is I took it one verse at a time. After I had those individual verses memorized, then I put them together in sections. So I eliminated out of my scripture type or out of my Bible memory app, I eliminated the individual verses and just put in the sections like 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, and then 4 through 7, and 8 through 10, and 11 through 13. And then after I had those sections strongly memorized, I put it all together as a chapter, deleted all those separate sections, individual verses were gone in my Bible memory app, and I just kept 1 Corinthians 13 as a whole to work through. And I think right now it's coming up probably every three months or so. And this is the method that works for me. Again, I'm going to link to articles that help in memorizing larger portions of scripture to give you other ideas and methods to do that. And this is one you just need to begin. Do it with your kids. So you're memorizing the word together as a family. That's a built-in accountability group the Lord has given you right there. Or with your spouse. If you choose one verse a week, You'd have 52 verses in your memory bank in a year. And the important reminder from Donald Whitney is the goal to memorize the word of God is that so it can transform our mind and our lives. I'm going to share a quote here from Jerry Bridges from my most favorite book of his and one that I highly recommend that every believer read more than one time in their life, The Discipline of Grace. He says, I am very much aware that scripture memorization has largely fallen by the wayside in our day, but let me say as graciously but firmly as I can, we cannot effectively pursue holiness without the word of God stored up in our minds where it can be used by the Holy Spirit to transform us. I know it requires work and is sometimes discouraging when we can't recall accurately a verse we have worked hard to memorize. The truth is, however, All forms of discipline require work and are often discouraging, but the person who perseveres in any discipline, despite the hard work and discouraging times, reaps the reward the discipline is intended to produce, end quote. So where will you begin today? Can you start with one verse and write it on an index card and start working through it? Or can you find an app you like and start there? I'll put some helpful links on good good scriptures to get you started to have in your memory bank but you really can just get them from your daily Bible reading. So as you begin to read and meditate and memorize the word, the natural outflow will be to ask ourselves, how do we apply these passages? We will then, ladies, become doers of the word and not just hearers. I'm going to end today on these words of Jerry Bridges again from the book, The Discipline of Grace. And the question that he's answering in this quote 
is will the discipline of meditation be worth the commitment of my time? He says, it is a help to knowledge, thereby your knowledge is raised, thereby your memory is strengthened, thereby your hearts are warmed, thereby you will be freed from sinful thoughts, thereby your hearts will be tuned to every duty, thereby you will grow in grace, thereby you will fill all the chinks and crevices of your lives and know how to spend your spare time and improve that for God. Thereby you will draw good out of evil, and thereby you will converse with God, have communion with God, and enjoy God. And I pray, is not here profit enough to sweeten the voyage of your thoughts in meditation? I can't think of a better thought there to end on, my friends. Jesus is enough always. Thank you so much for your time with me today. And I'm thankful for this series and my walk with the Lord right now. So it's probably more for me than all of you at the moment. I'm looking forward to getting on track with my scripture memory in that book of 1 Peter. And I hope this series is an encouragement to you to be reminded tomorrow is a new day and we can start fresh. And again, I was talking about um, just sharing a resource that I love at the end of every episode. And today my resource is Wretched Radio. It's the Wretched Podcast. It's one if you do not have and you're looking for a good podcast, grab it, listen to it. It's my favorite to listen to when I'm cooking dinner every night. It's about an hour long. It's sort of like my Christian talk radio show. I just enjoy Todd Friel. I love Tony Verkenis. Uh, I love um, getting things through a biblical worldview to kind of know what's going on. I appreciate his Witness Wednesday. It's just an encouragement in evangelism. I love his question and answer series. So grab the Wretched Radio podcast, and I'll link to that in the show notes too. So again, the show notes, all the resources (laughs) that I'm going to put together will be in there. So check it out. Um, Next episode, we're going to tackle Bible study. And again, the reminder is the podcast will come out on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. And if the podcast has been, I know I beat this one and come on it, but if it's been an encouragement to you, I would be so thankful if you would share it with a friend or two. And if you have an extra two minutes in your day to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen into the podcast. And while you're there, if you haven't yet, just hit that subscribe button and you won't miss an episode. So have a very blessed week, my dear friends. Mm-hmm.